Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Adventures in Autism, episode 60. I am Megan Carranza. Thank you so much for coming to listen. If it is your first episode, welcome. So happy to have you. If you have been listening, thank you so much for staying on this ride with me. Um, And speaking of rides, today I am flying solo. And I'm going to talk about some kind of ups and downs that we've been dealing with. And to be honest, I had another episode that I was planning to put out this week. But we have just had like a lot going on. (laughs) And I like doing this every now and then just to kind of catch up with you guys. I like listening to podcasts where the hosts kind of give background. I also get a lot of questions about these kind of topics. Some of these things I have shared on social media, so it might be kind of redundant for those of you who follow me, but I'm going to go into a little more detail and kind of explain things a little more thoroughly. So yeah, because I get a lot of questions, it's nice to kind of do these sort of catch-up shows and sort of explain everything. So hopefully you guys like this. <laughs> Let me know what you think about, about the solo shows. Cause like I said, I, I had another, another episode planned and I just sort of last minute decided to do this, but I think it's important. And I think the things that I'm going to talk about today are kind of common and things that a lot of you are able to relate to. So the first thing I wanted to talk about is that if you follow me on social media, then you have seen, I have shared about Logan dealing with some regression lately. And to kind of backtrack a little bit, I, the last solo show that I did, which was like right as school was starting, I talked about how we had kind of a tough summer. Logan had started displaying some signs of anxiety and was having what I would call anxiety attacks and just getting like really upset, hard to, hard to kind of calm down from that. And it was happening pretty frequently towards the end of summer. And since then, I wouldn't say that we have been dealing with the anxiety so much. He did recently, a couple weeks ago, have an anxiety attack, which I can talk about in a little bit. But just overall, I would say he's been not quite himself and just like very high alert, very high energy, lots of stimming. Which not that I'm concerned about that, but I just when he's when he's in those states of like I said, high alert. I don't I don't really know what to call it, but it's like his energy is just like through the roof. And his stimming where it normally seems like it's, you know, to kind of calm himself when he's in a state like this, it's it's almost like manic. Like it's like he doesn't know what to do with himself. So there's like a major uptick in his in his stimming. So typically when I notice that, it's because something is up. And to be honest, I'm not totally sure what has caused this regression or what has, you know, been so tough for him. Obviously, when your kiddo is nonverbal, it's hard to get, you know, straightforward answers. So 
My best guess is that it's a combination of things. I think that it's some kind of residual leftover from summertime, just that sort of lack of routine and then getting back into the routine, even though he loves school and he's always very happy to go to school. I just think he was in kind of an angsty place when school started. So he's still just transitioning. I mean, transitioning into the school year, I think is hard for any kid. And Logan definitely in years past has had a tough time with that. Again, even though he loves school, getting him to school is not the issue, but it's just kind of getting him to the point where he is calm enough and in the right headspace so that he can like really focus and then in turn, you know, make progress. So basically as the school year started, he again, super happy to be at school, but within the first couple weeks, I would say after the first couple weeks, because it, it didn't happen right away. But we started to to see him having some accidents. And I've shared this before on the podcast, but Logan was potty trained last spring break, kind of officially. We had been trying for a while and working on it for a while, but he did an intensive potty training program at his ABA center. And it honestly worked so well. So since then, he has had very few accidents with pee, I should clarify. Uh, definitely still dealing with some poop accidents. Although, to be honest, it's gotten a lot better and he's improving a lot with that. So that's good. <laughs> but he honestly, since since he was potty trained in March, had had like only a handful of, of accidents with pee. So like I said, we're like a few weeks into the school year and the first couple times it happened, we kind of brushed it off and we're sort of like, oh, well, you know, it would oftentimes be when he was like doing something, he was busy playing or distracted. So, you know, that happens, I think, with like any kid at times. So we, we didn't think too much of it, but then it definitely did kind of start becoming a pattern and we were just seeing like more and more accidents, like almost daily or sometimes even multiple times a day. And I guess it it took me a while to really admit to myself that like, okay, we are, we're definitely in like a regression time right now. And to be honest, we have not really dealt with this type of regression in quite a while. We definitely have in the past. We've seen many forms of this, whether it's an actual regression where things are like truly backsliding like they are now. Or sometimes it's just kind of a plateau and we don't see progress for a long time. We've dealt with both. I know none of this lasts forever. But it's it's tough, especially with the potty training because, I mean, if you guys have been listening, I talked a lot about potty training and it was really just like such a big thing. It was such a big deal and we were so excited, so proud of him when, it, you know, it was like this mountain that we were we were climbing and it seemed like we were never going to reach the top. And then all of a sudden we did. And I thought that, you know, that mountain was in our rear view mirror and it turns out like, Oh no, we're, we're still climbing it. So it's been hard. It's been tough. I have been pretty bummed. And there was one day in particular where Logan came home from school and this has happened many times recently where I saw that, you know, he was getting off the bus. He was wearing different pants than he had been wearing in the morning when I got him dressed. And like I said, it's happened many times recently and it just, it's a little dagger to my heart each time, to be honest. And then he came inside and I was going through his backpack and I realized that there was two more 
pairs of wet pants in there. So he had, you know, two accidents that day. It wasn't just the one accident. So I was like, oh man, that really sucks. And that day was tough. I actually, my neighbor had come over and she came over like just not very long after I had sort of discovered all these wet pants in the backpack. And I just said to her, I'm like, I don't know what's going on. And I totally started crying and I just felt really sad. I just felt super bummed because like I said, this had been such a huge thing that we had been working toward and he had seemingly passed with flying colors. So the interesting thing is that when I was talking to his uh, therapist about it, she was saying that, you know, in, in, in ABA, at least the programs that we do, there's like a, a certain criteria and then the child masters out of each program. So basically once, once they have, you know, kind of proved that they can do something so well for such a long amount of time, then it's like they, they've mastered out and they moved on. And she was saying that for potty training, they don't actually consider it to be mastered until they're like two years out. So that was somewhat comforting. Cause I'm like, okay, this is definitely like a skill that we have to continue to work on. It's not, one of those things where, you know, you think like, okay, we're done. Like so many things you think you're done and it turns out you're not. So like I said, it is, it's been tough. We have been doing our very best to try to kind of figure out what might be causing these accidents. And like I said before, I think it's kind of a culmination of things. I I think partially because we are still having the number two accidents that has made it more difficult because there's times when Logan is like really trying to hold it. And I think when you're trying to hold anything, it makes it a little more difficult to control anything. So if you know what I'm saying, I'm trying to be discreet about this. But basically when, yeah, when he needs to poop, then it's like, it's harder for him to hold in his pee because he's trying to hold in everything. So sometimes it all just kind of comes out. So I think that is part of the problem. But like I said, he's actually been improving on that side of things. So I'm not sure if that's totally to blame. I do think that he has a lot going on at school and also kind of correlating, like it was either that same day or the next day when I was going through his backpack and going through all the, you know, the wet pants in there, I found this worksheet that he had very clearly and independently written his name. He wrote Logan and I confirmed with his teacher that he wrote it independently. So that was so exciting because that's actually one of his IEP goals this year is to write his name independently. And at his IEP meeting last year, the OT who wrote the goal for him was like, you know, this is a hefty goal for him, but I really think he can do it. And writing has always been a very non-preferred activity for Logan. He just like... He has a good position when he holds, you know, like a pencil or a crayon. He holds it like correctly, but he always just had like a very loose grip. He didn't really put like pressure when he was writing. So even just getting to the point where for him to like scribble on a page took a, a very long time. And then it was, you know, writing lines, writing circles. And so to see him now at the point where he's writing his name, I mean, that is a huge skill. So I do think we have seen before where, you know, a kiddo is kind of having a regression in one area, but then excelling in another. And it definitely sucks when you're having a backslide in one area, but sometimes that's just how it goes. And I have seen with him before a regression can kind of lead to a a breakthrough. So I'm not like 
you know, holding my breath for that to happen, but it would be pretty cool. It'd be a cool consolation at this point. So, and then on top of that, he also, his, his speech device, which I will get into that later, but that has been just a, a huge hurdle for sure. And he's doing great with it, but it is a lot to learn. There's a pretty steep learning curve with it. And I think maybe, you know, just having so much focus on that right now, because it is, it is taking up so much of his time and energy to kind of work on that. Other things are, are suffering like the potty training. Um, and then again, like I said before, I think just kind of that leftover sort of anxiety from summertime has still been rearing its ugly head. In, in many ways, he's doing a lot better. We were having so many issues with anxiety over the summer, more towards the end of summer, but it, I mean, it was happening quite a bit where he was having these really like anxiety attacks. And like I had said earlier, he did have one a couple weeks ago. My brother was in town. We were having a, a birthday party for him at my house and him and my mom came over and my dad too. And Logan is very used to my mom coming over to babysit on Thursdays. And it's like, he knows, <laughs> he knows the days he knows what's going on. Even though like he wouldn't be able to verbalize that to you. He definitely knows because if on the, on the, you know, the rare occasions that she comes over on a different day, he is not happy because he thinks that means mom is leaving and going to work. So yeah, if you stick to the pattern, <laughs> he's fine. But then when you, when you break away from the pattern, all hell breaks loose. And that is what happened. This was on a Tuesday. So it's literally, he didn't even see them get out of the car, but as soon as the car pulled up, he was actually still in session with his therapist, but they were upstairs and he saw the car pull up and he just lost it. He was like super upset. He started crying and yelling. And I had mentioned this before, but his anxiety attacks always kind of start with like a pacing and he was, he was doing that, but it wasn't just like walking and pacing. He was like running, like sprinting and pacing. And so his therapist and I, he was technically still in sessions. We tried to bring him back downstairs and we're hoping that kind of, you know, like that, that normalcy of like running session would maybe help calm him down. It did not. So I tried all my tricks to get him to calm down. It was not happening. His therapist was like beside himself because he had never seen Logan in that kind of state before he had witnessed some of the anxiety over the summer, but not to this extreme. And he was saying, he's like, you know, if this was another kid, I don't think I would be as concerned, but he's like, Logan is always just like so sweet and happy that to see him like this upset was really upsetting for him. And I told him, I'm like, you know, I, it's, it's really hard. It was hard for me too, but I had seen him like that before. It's been, it had been a while. So I, you know, I assured his therapist, I'm like, he's, he's going to calm down. We kind of just need to like, let it run, run its course. So thankfully what happened was his therapist ended up taking him outside for a walk. Logan loves to be outside. It's like very calming for him. And he, they, they went for just like, you know, a little walk around the block. And when they came back, he was definitely still a little bit nervous, but I think he started to realize like, okay, no one's leaving. We're all just kind of hanging out here. So by the time his session ended, he actually was totally fine. And as the party went on, he was having a great time. He was hanging out with us. Like I said, my, my brother was here. So he was like throwing him around and all kind of wrestling moves. Logan loves that. So we ended up having a great time, but that's all to say that the anxiety is still somewhat of an issue. So I just think like all these things at play have ended up 
in this spot that we're in now, which is dealing with this regression. So basically what I all the other thing I want to talk about is kind of the ups and downs and how I have been dealing with it and maybe how I've been coping and the things that are, you know, working or helping because I will say that even though he has been in, in this regression, he has not, it's not all bad. And I think in my head, the the past times that we've had regressions, I have like really built it up to the point where it feels like, oh no, this is the end of the world. Like, what are we going to do? And I really have had to kind of look inside myself and, and just kind of be okay with it. Because like I said, that day when Logan came home, <laughs> the several wet pairs of underwear in his backpack, I was super sad and I felt horrible. But then when I found that he had written his name on that paper, it was sort of that light bulb for me to be like, okay, you know, this sucks. This regression totally sucks, but there's still a lot of like good stuff happening. And I want to focus on that and just kind of like move forward and stay positive. So I told myself, I'm like, you need to kind of shift your mindset because this is where we're at right now. And unfortunately, this is just the way it goes. Logan has to process through all this. We can do everything we can to help him. And we are, we have been working with his, his whole team, his BCBA, his therapist, his, his team at school, his teacher actually figured out that she thinks one of the reasons why he is having some of the accidents at school, because the majority does kind of seem to be at school. And then sometimes in therapy, not as much when we're just like at home kind of hanging out, which not that he has a whole lot of that hangout time, but at school, what she had figured out is that it, it seemed like it was kind of correlating with the times when it was time to work. <laughs> he was kind of trying to avoid his work or get out of his work because the way his classroom is set up, I've explained this before, but Logan is in a co-op. So his classroom is, it's kindergarten through second. So he's in first grade now. It's the same class that he was in last year with mostly the same kids. There's a couple new kids this year, but I think there's still like maybe like nine or 10 kids, very small. They use the star curriculum, which is, has principles of ABA applied in there. So it's a a really great environment for him. And the nice thing about it is that, you know, the, the star curriculum and just his, um, his classroom and his, the way it's set up in general, they realized that, you know, kiddos on the spectrum are not going to have like as long of an attention span as their typical peers. So everything is set up a little bit less structured and they kind of move through things and have like different centers in the room and they're always kind of like in a cycle. So there's, you know, like a, a kind of space for, for reading and for sensory. And then the kids sort of get pulled out to do their work all in the same room, but it's like, like kind of like a round robin. So everyone's kind of constantly moving around just to sort of keep things fresh for the kids. So what his teacher noticed is that every time it was his turn to work with her, cause she's the one who actually, you know, to sit down and like do the table work that seemed to be when he was having the accidents. And so he's a charmer. Logan's always trying to get out of something. If he doesn't want to do something, he will give you a smile, give you a hug. And I think he started to realize like, Oh, my, my antics are not working on my teacher anymore. She's really making me work. But he realized that his trump card was if he had an accident, they weren't going to let him sit in wet clothes. So then, you know, they'd have to 
go to the bathroom, change his clothes, yada, yada. So it ended up being a whole process. And then by the time they got back to the table to finish his work, there was only like, you know, X amount of time left before it was like on to the next thing and he could go back to like the sensory area. He's smart like that. He's a little stinker. So what they ended up, they started doing was now when he has an accident in a situation like that, they obviously still take him and, you know, clean him up and do that whole thing, change him. But they come back and they just tack that same amount of work time back onto however, however much time he had left. So we did start seeing a, a decrease in accidents, at least at school when we did that. That's not to say that we're not having accidents. They're definitely still an issue. So like today he had two accidents, which is not great. Um, the other thing that I'm looking into is because I had shared this on my social media. I had a couple different people tell me that their kiddos had like an actual bladder control issue. And at first I really didn't think that was what it was because Logan has done so well since March, but apparently Like that was the same kind of situation with them was their kids had been doing well with potty training, daytime potty training, and then all of a sudden started having accidents. And so I've been kind of reading up on like overactive bladder and it does seem like that could be what's going on. So I'm looking into finding a urologist for Logan. We just switched insurances. So everything is like a mess right now. Um, But I think it's worth exploring because what really kind of was a light bulb for me as far as that was a couple weeks ago, we went to the pumpkin patch, you know, it's fall. So we got to do all the fall stuff. (laughs) And we actually, we all had a really great time. It was super fun. The kids loved it. So while we were there, I took Logan to the bathroom, like right before we left. And when we got there, of course they had the lovely porta potties and I took him like three times while we were there. And we, we were there for like two hours. And then before we left again, I was like, you know what? Let me just take him one more time. He went every one of those times. And then while we were walking to the porta potty that last time, he had an accident. So the poor kid, it was rough changing him, <laughs> changing his clothes in that porta potty. I do not suggest doing that. They are very small. They are icky and not well clean. It was also freezing that day. The poor kid was probably so cold, but thank God I did have extra clothes on me and I was able to change him and him to walk out in his, his wet clothes. They probably would have been like frozen to him by the time we got to the car. So what really surprised me though, was that, you know, Liliana was obviously with us too. And she did not go one time while we were there. And, you know, they're different kids are going to do things differently. But I said to Manny in the car, I'm like, I, I really feel like he just goes to the bathroom so much, which we've always known that Logan is like extremely well hydrated. So we've honestly been trying to like kind of cut back on his water intake because he just drinks so much water. But even with that, like we're still seeing these issues. So that that's that's definitely a possibility. And like I said, it's something that we are looking into. So I'll keep you guys posted on that. But as far as like working with his team and his his BCBA has been great. We, I had a meeting with her and his teacher and his speech therapist last week at school. And we all just were kind of brainstorming and trying to figure out. We have really gone back to like the same protocol that we used when we first were potty training him. So they call it overcorrection. Basically, when he has an accident, we kind of take him back and forth from the the toilet for him to go to the bathroom and then also to the spot that he had the accident and he has to help clean up and you kind of run that sort of back and forth basically just as many times as it takes for them to get frustrated. So sometimes for him, that's 
within like the first couple times. Sometimes he does not care and he's happy to go back and forth. So it takes a little bit longer. Um, and always with like very neutral voice, nothing, you know, no like harsh words or harsh tone, just kind of repeating to him, like you had an accident, pee pee goes in the potty, we're going to clean it up. So we've reverted back to that overcorrection. We are back to really lots of praise and rewards. We'd kind of started backing off on his candy reward for when he went, but we were just trying to, you know, really enforce with him that, hey, you did a great job. You went to the potty. So all that to say, yeah, we are, we're working on everything that we are. And I personally am really trying to just like work on, self-preservation <laughs> at this point. And I, I think self-care is important for any mom and it's, it's come up on podcasts before. And I feel like a lot of times, at least for me, I know I, I almost like talk myself out of self-care, which I know is terrible, but I, I do feel like spread very thin a lot of times. So I'm kind of like, Oh, I don't have time for this. And when we did the one year episode, with my sister, that was one of the questions that got asked. And my sister was like, you know, I think you need to give yourself a break sometimes. It's okay to give yourself a break. And at the time I had said to her like, okay, well, I don't really have the ability (laughs) to take a break a lot. But I think part of that too, is just like giving yourself like a mental break and just giving yourself that kind of get out of jail card to say, okay, I'm not going to dwell on this. I'm not going to feel bad about it. I'm not going to feel guilty about it. There's nothing I can do. And I've been trying to do that. I've been trying to be a little bit more kind to myself because the regression has been tough and there has been days where I can feel myself spinning and I'm just wondering like, what am I doing wrong? What, what can I do more in this situation? And honestly, the truth is I don't think I really could do anything else. I think, (laughs) I think we really are trying everything that we can. So instead, what I've been trying to do instead of focusing on that sort of mindset is kind of, like I said, self-preservation and just like taking care of myself. So little things, I had mentioned that I love cooking um, in that anniversary episode. And that's so true. I, I, I love having like something on the stove or in the crock pot that smells good. That just like makes me happy. So even on like the craziest days, I, I make that a priority. And a lot of times I will do that while I have my earbuds in and I'm listening to a podcast and I put on frozen for the kids for the millionth time and they're entertained. I'm happy because I am cooking and listening to a podcast. So making moments for stuff like that. I, I said to Manny, I think this was last week. I had like a particularly hard day, not even necessarily with Logan, but my little sassy three-year-old Liliana was just in rare form and he was on his way home from work and I texted him and I was like, you know, when you get home, like I need to leave for a little bit (laughs) and I had nowhere to go. I honestly just went and drove in my car for a little bit, stopped and got a coffee. And that to me is like so soothing to just like drive in my car. I have, you know, a commute to work and everyone's always like, Oh, that, that stinks. You have that long commute. And I'm like, Oh no, no, that's like my, my me time. So I needed that that day. I needed to just like decompress to like be alone, which, you know, typically for me, that's the only time I do get to be alone is when I'm in the car, like really alone. Um, and just like making, making time for fun. Like over the weekend, my sister and I went to a Halloween party, which she goes to this party every year and I am always invited. It's one of her, her best friends from high school who 
we went to the same high school, so I know her too. Uh, she has this party every year and my sister goes and I usually end up doing her makeup and getting her all ready for it. And she's always like, you should come. But I just, I, I have not been before. And I mean, oftentimes I have been pregnant or nursing <laughs> over these past few years, but this year she was like, you should come. And I, at first I was like, yeah, I think I'll go. And then I kind of started to talk myself out of it. And I was like, no, I probably should stay home. But then she was like, no, I really think you should come. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. I'm going to do it. So we had a lot of fun. We got all ready. It was a little bit crazy because she was over here. My children were on like level 10 and I was trying to get her makeup done and my makeup done. That was fun though because I'm a makeup artist. So normally I'm doing like, you know, natural glam wedding makeup. So it was fun to do kind of crazy Halloween makeup on us. But yeah, I, I was, even though, yeah, that whole process was crazy. I was able to to get out, have a night out and honestly have so much fun, had a really great time. And so I think I'm just realizing more and more how important it is to like have that time and like making, carving out these little moments for yourself, whatever that looks like, whether it looks like going to a Halloween party and like getting all dressed up or just going and driving around in your car for a little bit by yourself. I've been trying to diffuse more oils. I am not like a oil person. I mean, I, I, I love the smell of them and I just think they smell good. <laughs> I don't know a ton about them, but it makes me happy when, when my house just like smells, smells yummy. It smells like I cleaned, which I don't always do that. So it's nice when I have the oils going, but I'm just really trying to work on like the little things that I can do to like make myself feel better. And honestly, it's, it's working. I do. I feel like the, my headspace is better than it was when this whole regression thing first started going down. So if you have any tips for me, pass them my way, please. But also take that time for yourself too. If there's something that you can be doing that's like not, it's not hard to just make that time. And like I said, I talk myself out of it and I make myself think I can't do it. But then when I do, I'm like, wait, why am I doing that? Cause I can do it. So I encourage you to try that too. Um, and like I said, let me know if you have any little tips that you like to do for self care because I'm always looking for new ones. So, uh, next I want to talk about Logan's speech device, but I'm going to take a quick break before I do that. So stay tuned. For you, the listeners of Adventures in Autism podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I often get asked for book recommendations related to autism, and one that I always go back to is called The Out of Sync Child by Carol Kranowitz, and it was actually recommended to me by a friend who is also an OT. And I read this book years ago before Logan was even diagnosed. It's not necessarily just for autism. It also goes into like sensory processing disorder or ADHD, but it's just very valuable information and a really great resource that I still pull from today, even though I read it years ago. So that's a really good one. Sometimes just to get my mind off things, I also just enjoy good old chiclet. <laughs> I love anything by Emily Giffen, like Something Borrowed or Something Blue, and those are available on Audible as well, but you can pick from any of their titles. So to download Download your free audiobook today. Go to audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism. All one word. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism for your free audiobook. Okay, so the next thing I want to talk about is Logan's speech device, which I have been getting lots of questions about. 
so I wanted to see if I could answer some of them here and just kind of shed a little more light on this. So technically the proper term would be AAC, which is augmentative and alternative communication. And there's many different forms of AAC. Logan's is an actual device. So we were actually referred to it as like his device or his talker. Um, and it is an iPad with the program touch chat. And I don't know a ton about other programs, but touch chat there, the one that we're using is touch chat 60. And the reason why it's called that is because there are 60 icons on the screen. So we had talked about doing, there's also like 40 touch chat 40. And the reason why we did the 60 was because we, we know that he's good at like scanning when he had his Pex book, he was really good at, you know, looking through all the pages to find the, the, the right icon that he wanted. So basically his, his speech therapist is great because she is, she's on it and she like knows her stuff, which I love. And, but she's also, she can be kind of tough <laughs> in, in a good way, um, because she wants to push Logan and she, she really thought that he would be good with the 60, even though like the 40 would be easier or no, there are other systems that have a lot less icons. She was like, I, I really think he can do this. So he actually is, he's doing really well with it. And honestly, every day we're seeing more and more improvements. But like I said, it is it is an iPad with this program, Touch Chat. And the cool thing is that we are able to put in what it's called guided access on the iPad. So basically, he is only able to access Touch Chat on this iPad. I had a lot of parents asking me questions or just saying like, oh, you know, my, my kid plays with an iPad or plays with a tablet. So I just feel like this would end up being like a toy Logan really only uses this device for touch chat. He can't even like get to anything else. There's also like nothing else on it because <laughs> this is technically a trial device. We are still in like the trial phase with the device in general, but, but with touch chat, there's other programs that we could try depending on how this trial phase goes. And like his speech therapist had told me, she's like, I have trials that last a few weeks. I have trials that last two years. So I'm hoping it doesn't last two years. <laughs> we, we had a meeting a few weeks ago and then we have another one in about a month. So we're going to kind of regroup then see if we want to try a different program or if we need to tweak this program or if things are going good, we'll, we'll keep up with it and kind of go from there. But we were able to all sit down, like I said, his speech therapist, his teacher, me and Logan's BCBA came and we all decided that it was time for the speech device to come home, which is very exciting because since the school year started, he has just been using it at school. And the reason for that was because his speech therapist wanted him to get pretty comfortable with it before we sent it home because the device is definitely a big undertaking and there's definitely like a, a proper way to use it. And she really wanted us to like have good habits with it, like right off the bat. So she had said to me, she's like, I, if I bring it home or if we send it home now and you and Logan are both unfamiliar with it, she's like, I just don't think that it's, it's going to be on him to be the one to be like initiating with it. And she's like that, then it's going to fall on you and she knows that I have like, you know, a little bit going on at home with the other kids and everything. So she was like, I think we should give it some time just at school. We can help him like really get comfortable with it and then we'll send it home. So at this meeting, we talked about how at school he's, he's been doing really well. And he basically had not even been using his pecs book at school. He was like 
pretty much only using the device, which is great, but they were not seeing as much independent use of the device as they would have liked to. So we all kind of agreed that if we, you know, have it sent home, then Logan is definitely the kind of kid that like rises to the occasion. I think he was kind of looking at it as like a part-time thing. And now that it's home, he's actually been doing a lot better with it and using it more independently at school and at home. Um, one of the things that we had talked about at the meeting was I, I kind of fought for the bathroom icon to be right on that home page, the home screen. Initially it wasn't. And the difficult thing about the devices is that it's not like straightforward with packs where it's like you, you know, kind of like look through the pages for this icon that you're looking for. And then they can either just hand you just the one icon or like Logan was using the sentence strip with the device. It's like, if he needed to go to the bathroom, he would have to go through like several different screens to get there. So again, it's kind of hard to explain without seeing it. When I post this episode, I'll, I'll put up like a story or a video with this, but basically if he needed to go to the bathroom, he would have to hit the I button and then that would, would open a new page and be all different icons. And then he would have to hit the need button and then that would open a new page with all these different icons. And then he would find bathroom and then it would make the sentence, I need to go to the bathroom. And it would actually like it, it, you know, verbally says those words. So I, like I said, I kind of fought because I was like, I really feel like, especially with all this, these potty issues we've been having, I really want that bathroom icon on the first page. And like I said, his, his speech therapist is kind of a tough cookie. <laughs> um, and she doesn't want to make things too easy for him. She definitely wants to like push him kind of as far as she can without him like getting frustrated, which obviously I, I want to, I want to push him too. I want him to reach his potential. But I'm also like, all right, let's go for baby steps here. We're not like climbing Mount Everest. We're just like trying to move forward. So and it, eventually she did agree with me and the bathroom icon is on that front page. And since then, he actually has been independently requesting to go to the bathroom a lot more at, at school. So that that has definitely helped with the accidents, helped kind of decrease things. So that has been awesome. He is using it now in therapy, like pretty much exclusively. They We still have his pecs book there. So if he can't figure out wh- where it is that he's looking for, because like I said, it's, it's not, it's not super straightforward. There's a lot, there's a lot more like kind of to, to get through with the device. And the nice thing is that like his, his teacher is awesome on it obviously the speech therapist is so they are showing him all the time and he's improving all the time but I'm still like a novice with this thing I'm I'm still getting used to it which I had said at the meeting I'm like you know I I'm someone who I think speaks English pretty well and this is a steep learning curve for me so I think for Logan it's it definitely is like there's there's a lot involved with this so for all intents and purposes he's doing great honestly the other day in therapy, he made like a whole sentence. We've been trying to work with him on, I, I need a break because we're hoping that that will help avoid some of the accidents before they start. So sometimes we do like, again, getting to all those different screens for, I need a break, but also right on the front page, there's all done. So he just hits like two buttons. If he hits all, then he gets the option for either done or gone. And so if he does all done, we kind of know like, okay, he's done with this program. So the other day he hit all done, more eat. And then I think initially he put 
bacon and he changed it to chips. <laughs> so it was like, all done, more eat chips. <laughs> so it was like, he wanted more. He was all done with that program. He wanted to go get some chips. So it wasn't a perfect sentence, but like, it's really getting there. And the really fun thing that I, I do with him every day is there's like a social page and there's all different kind of like social prompts on there. So I can say, you know, Hey Logan, how's it going? And he can say like, good, how are you? And a lot of that is still me modeling it for him or doing like hand over hand, but he's getting, he's getting really good with it. There's a, a, can we chat? <laughs> he likes to give me that a lot. Can we chat? Um, and I'm like, of course, what do you want to talk about? And sometimes it ends there, but it's just, it's just kind of fun to like open up this new communication with him. There's a candy button. So of course we get eat candy a lot or eat cookies. A lot. <laughs> um, but it's, it's been really eye opening for me just to see all that's out there. And I, I'm so impressed with, with the AAC. And I think that it's, it really is an amazing tool. One question I've been getting a lot is like, how do I get this for my kid? And the only, I mean, I don't, I think however you want to get it or however you do get it is fine. But the only advice that I would give at this point is that I do think that, like I had said before, there is kind of like a proper way of doing this. And that's not to say it's the only way, but I do think it's important to wait until your kid is like really ready because otherwise it can turn into a toy or it, it can just be unused. And honestly for us, because we got this through the district and we are really working with his speech therapist and she's kind of like guiding us through all this. It's it's good because I have that guide because otherwise I think it would honestly be too hard if I was doing it on my own. But it's also like really holding us accountable because she can actually go into the the program since it is a trial and see like how we're using it. <laughs> so not that she's like, you know, watching us all the time, but we are responsible for like implementing this with him. So I think that that is something to take into consideration if you're considering getting a device is that, you know, you are really committing to this device as much as your kid is, if not more. And I think that, like I said, waiting until they're ready. Cause I, I had a mom recently who she's like, Oh, she's like, I, I was about to get board maker and make a PEX book. Do you think I'd be better off with this? And I told her, I'm like, no, I think you're better starting off with PEX. Cause I feel like because Logan was able to communicate with PEX so well, I think that has helped facilitate this transition and make it a little bit easier. And I just think that he understood the importance of communication because of PEX. So I think, like I said, that has just kind of helped him make this transition. And even that, that being said, it's, it's still definitely a challenge. There's still like a lot to learn. I I've had many parents say to me who have done this, that it's like learning a new language and they're, they're totally right. That, that is how it feels. Even like Logan's um, therapists, they have, seen you know these kind of devices before but they are still learning a lot too like it's definitely there's a lot that goes into it so if you have a speech therapist like helping you out or in any capacity somebody who, who can help you out and just with training I think that is the way to do it because there is a lot to learn and you do want to do it the right way so that your your kid is really set up for for you know using it properly and yeah, I, th I think, I think that's it. If you have any other questions about, um, Logan's device or how it's going or how you should use it. I, I was talking to somebody recently who they said they, they had gotten a device, um, through Medicaid. It was actually Tara 
from Autism Grown Up. She was a past guest on this show and I just recorded an episode with her for her podcast. And she was saying that um, they were able to get devices for her adult brothers, her two brothers are on the spectrum and through Medicaid, which is awesome. But she said that they basically gave her dad like a 30 minute kind of tutorial and then just like sent him home. And she's like, yeah, I need your help because <laughs> she's like, we don't really know what to do with these. And then in turn, like her brothers don't really know what to do with them. So I think that if you, if you don't use it the right way, it, the problem is that it, it could end up just not being used at all. And then it's like, what's the point? So yeah, that's, that's my advice with, um, with the devices. But also I, I'm just so excited for this because I feel like I can already see it really opening up language for him and I I just think it's so incredible and I'm I'm super excited about that. Um and then one more thing I wanted to share really quick before I wrap up. I did share this on social media, so I hope it's not redundant, but I think this is important to share. So on Sunday I I took Logan and Liliana to the movies. And we went to go see The Adams Family, which Liliana has been, like, begging to go see. She's been so excited. She watches the trailer, like, ten times a day. She, I don't know why. She's, like, really clung to this idea of The Adams Family. And Logan had seen the trailer. He was laughing. He seemed to be interested. We took him to a couple movies over the summer, and he did awesome. He, like, blew me away. He did so well. So I think because he had done so good, I got kind of cocky and normally I would have another adult with me when we go to the movies, but it was Sunday and I said to Manny, I'm like, all right, when the baby takes a nap, like you can stay home with her and I'll take the kids to the movies. So we get there, Logan's all excited. We walk in, he's super happy. He goes to, of course, pick out his candy. He's doing great. I had brought his headphones. So, you know, in case it was too loud, like anything to, you know, kind of help him feel comfortable. He had his chewy, he had his candy. He was set up. He was doing great. All through previews, he was super happy. And then the movie started and he started getting really antsy and just kind of agitated. So at first I thought maybe he decided to go to the bathroom because sometimes he gets like that when he has to go potty. So we ran out, took him to the bathroom. He did have to go. So I was like, okay, that was probably it. So then we start walking back in and as we're walking back in, he is starting to get anxious again. So we go back in and honestly, we were sitting there for maybe a minute and he was starting to get kind of loud and he was whining and kind of yelling. And I just knew I'm like, Oh God, like we got to get out of here. So I felt so terrible, but I said to Liliana, I'm like, I'm so sorry, but we have to go. I'm like, we, we can't let Logan stay like this. He's being disruptive. And so then of course she's crying. She's upset because she'd been like so excited to see this movie. I'm trying to like scoop up all of our junk because of course we got popcorn and candy. I had brought a ton of stuff to the movies. So we were quite a sight and we got out of the, out of the theater and I wanted to just like head for the hills, but I felt so bad for Liliana. So I went and found a manager and I just kind of explained the situation to him. And I was just said, I'm like, my son has autism and he normally really likes the movies, but today he was just not tolerating it. And I said, I'm like, my daughter just wants to see this movie so bad. And I'm like, is there any way we can exchange our tickets and just come for a later show today? And the manager was so kind. He not only exchanged me and Liliana's tickets so we could come back later. He also refunded Logan's ticket which I was like, you don't have to do that. And he's like, no, you guys didn't even see the movie. And he was just like, so, so kind. 
So I wanted to share this. Like I said, I shared it on social media and I had gotten a lot, a lot of really sweet responses about it. So if you had seen it and responded or sent me a message, thank you. And a lot of the messages that I got were from parents who have been in that same boat before. And they're like, oh boy, have I been there? And I had a couple people even tell me like, oh my gosh, you're so brave for even attempting that. And, you know, it just seems like now we stay home all the time because I'm always fearful that like that kind of thing will happen. And I have to say like, it sucked. I felt so bad. I was base. I was in near tears when I was talking to the manager. When we got in the car, I like fully lost it silently because I don't want my kids to hear me crying. But I just, A, I felt really sad for Liliana because she was so sad. She wanted to stay and watch the movie. I felt bad for Logan because he was upset. And then I also, I was just like so touched by how kind the manager was to us. So mama was crying. No big surprise there. But I, I think that even though it, it sucked and it was hard, thankfully it ended up being okay for us because we did actually get to go back and see the movie and she loved it. So all's well that ends well. But I think for me, it was a good lesson in like, even if plan A doesn't work out, there's always plan B or hopefully like, you know, plan C, D, whatever. But also I think that it's worth it to just try because honestly, you never know what's going to happen. Your kid may totally surprise you. And if they don't and it sucks, you can leave. <laughs> and like, yeah, it, it's, it was not pleasant. I, like I said, I wanted to run out of that theater just with my hands over my head and like call it a day. But we, we lived to tell the tale. Everyone, everyone survived. And like I said, for us, it actually turned out good because the manager was so, so kind. But I do think that it's still worth it to try because I know for us, like I can count experiences like that where something went sideways and we just kind of had to hightail it out of there. It has not happened very many times. And the times when it has happened, yeah, it totally sucks. But like, look at all those great experiences we had those other times. So like, it's like I said, to me, it's worth it. So I just wanted to share that because if you are scared to go to the movies or scared to go somewhere else with your kid, because you don't know what the situation is going to be like. I totally get that. But my only advice to you would just be give it a shot because you never know. They might surprise you. So I think that's all the rambling <laughs> I'm going to do for today. Um, I just want to say again, I say it every time, but guys, thank you so, so much for listening and for supporting the show and helping to just like grow this community. It's, it's amazing. And every time I hear from you guys, especially like dealing with the regression, I've gotten so many like kind messages just in kind of solidarity, solidarity (laughs) or the whole movie experience. It's just having, having community and support and people around you is like, it's, it's just like worth its weight in gold. It's, it's honestly incredible. So thank you so much for being so supportive. If you want to connect with me, if you're not following me on social media, I share all this, you know, fun happenings. Um, but you can find me on Facebook at adventures and autism podcast or on Instagram at adventures and autism pod, or you can email me at adventures and autism 2018 at yahoo.com. Again, I love hearing from you guys. And if you have been enjoying the show, I would really appreciate if you would leave a review on iTunes, Apple podcast. It really does help people to find the show. And I just want to keep growing this community. I think it's so, it's so helpful and it's so important to, to kind of hold this space and, 
share these stories. So the more people who can listen, the better. So again, thank you so much for listening. I have a bunch of great episodes in the vault ready to go. So in the coming weeks, I have some really awesome guests coming up, but that is all for now. So until next time, take care.